So are you tired of seeing little or no return for your marketing efforts? Have you been burned doing business with cheap internet companies that lock you into long-term contracts and provide no tangible results? Do you want people who are actually interested in your products and services to find you easily on the internet? WSI has developed in-depth knowledge and an extensive network of industry thought leaders that know your company's goals and objectives are unique. When you work with them, you not only gain the local expertise of your WSI consultant, but they guide you through an effective strategy based on digital experience of their global network. Work with a company that understands your business and provides real results at a price you can afford. Find them at WSIDigitalConnections.com. That's WSIDigitalConnections.com. Welcome to Digital Connections, where we bring in expert advice to connect you with the services and resources to build a successful business and ultimately to create the life of your dreams. This show is for entrepreneurs, business owners, and anyone interested in running a side hustle to their current nine to five. One episode at a time, we help you build a successful business through amazing digital connections. I'm your host, Nancy Johnson, a business owner and successful digital marketer. On my way here, I have found amazing resources that have helped my business grow and they can help your business thrive too. Everyone needs a friend in digital marketing because digital marketing is about connecting people and that is what I do. So my friends, today we're talking about getting ahead of burnout. What a not nice word, that word burnout. And I will tell you one thing about burnout is that many times you just don't see it coming. Or if you do, you've ignored it and told yourself to quit being such a wimp. Even as I say that, I'm aware that many people think this is strictly a mental condition. But the fact is that the physical symptoms that come along with burnout, like lack of sleep, headaches, fatigue, and that big one, the big A, that anxiety, can truly affect your ability to work or even just take care of the day-to-day. As my constant listeners know, I'm all about subject matter that helps us as business owners and entrepreneurs build a better business. Burnout is one of those things that can easily take you out of the action and make building that company much more difficult than it needs to be. This is all part of the bigger picture for business owners and one that we need to be aware of. And I want you to also be armed with some ideas to help you reduce the chances of this taking you and your business out as well. So my regular listeners will be familiar with my next guest, Zovic Garbushian, who has been on the show previously. She is the founder of Boldness Ablaze Coaching and is an executive leadership and career coach. Her focus is on helping women go after what they want boldly and unapologetically. She works with high-performing women and partners with organizations to support the advancement of the women in leadership within their organizations. She started her career with 15 years as a marketer, after which she pivoted her career to development, organizational effectiveness, and in 2019, she launched her own coaching practice, Boldness Ablaze. 
Her certifications and training are multidisciplined and range from communications to team dynamics, change management to personal development, psychology, psychology to yoga. Her clients say that she has x-ray vision and she can see through the muck to get right to the heart of the issue. And the key to her success is that you can never have enough self-compassion. Zovig is very familiar with burnout. I know that she sees this very frequently in her practice. And in fact, I think it's probably one of those triggers that bring a lot of her clients to her. So welcome back to the show, Zovig. Happy to be here, Nancy. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So can you describe what burnout is and the nuances of it and how it might look different for different people? Sure. So ultimately, burnout is exactly what it sounds like. It's emotional and or physical exhaustion. And it can have many symptoms depending on the person. You mentioned several of them, the physical symptoms um, that can include headache, fatigue, sleeplessness, um, stomach issues if you're prone to that sort of thing. I know I am. When stress hits, that's where it hits me. Um, And what it looks like emotionally is a general disconnection from what you're doing, a lot of demotivation. Mm. It can look like frustration, but it almost looks like just an feel like you don't care and you can't find the motivation to care. Ooh. And um, and it can be, uh, it can look, obviously it looks different for everyone and it comes at different intensities for everyone. And for some people it's a quick hit. For some people it's a slower burn. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately it, it it's a combination of things that doesn't have a definitive look and feel. And so that's why we have to be vigilant about taking care of ourselves and being aware of what's going on so that we can notice when something looks off. Gosh, I've been feeling not very motivated by my work lately. Mm -hmm. I wonder what's happening. I am flipping exhausted. Mm. I am emotionally exhausted. I can't seem to be creative. I can't problem solve. I'm not interested in this. And and that stuff um, can show up quickly. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes before we realize what's going on. And uh, and it, so that's why it's important for us to really be paying attention mm-hmm. all along the way when we start to notice anything that looks and feels a little different and mm-hmm. just get curious about it. Mm-hmm. So it seems like it's happening a lot more these days. Yeah. Um, I run into people all the time. Uh, you know, a lot of times I know we'll talk a little bit about this later on, but a lot of times it's almost like they think they're depressed, you know, mm. because they've got these kind of weird, sure. you know, weird symptoms. But um, why is it happening so much these days and why does it seem to be everywhere? Well, I think the most obvious answer is that we've been in two plus years of a, of a global pandemic. Mm. Our world changed overnight. I mean, I think we're now at starting in year three this month or at least close to this month where things started to shut down. Mm-hmm. It changed overnight for everybody. And some of us who are introverts like myself adapted and others did not for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm glad you mentioned that some people think that they might be depressed. Some of the symptoms overlap with what depression looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's why it's even more important for us to be aware of what's going on with us because that could be also what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in order to find out, you need to ask questions and get curious and maybe talk to somebody to see what's really happening with you. But I think right now we're just in a whole different way of living. We Mm -hmm. still are. And now we're getting into, okay, so now this is just part of our daily life. (laughs) So we went from everything is different and we're kind of waiting for it to go back to, well, it's probably not going to go back. Mm -hmm. And what does life now look like post-pandemic? So 
the hyper stress of what that's caused from the homeschooling to the remote working and having no space in the home to work and then do we go back and don't we go back and the masks and everything that came along with it has compressed us mm-hmm. in a way that I think it's it's made anybody who is susceptible to this that much more susceptible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the, um, I mean, I know we talked a little bit about it, but tell me a little bit more about the physical and mental uh, signs yeah. of it. Yeah, so physical is, um, like you said, there's headache, there's fatigue, physical fatigue. If you're prone to inflammation, you may experience that. Mm. Um, sleeplessness. Um, How about sleeping too much? Is that sleeping too much could potentially be another? Mm-hmm. You know, you're just your body's just tired and you're just never getting replenished. Yeah. Um, and then emotionally, cynicism mm. <laughs> is one thing that shows up. Demotivation. Mm-hmm. Some maybe it's just some confusion and in a, like fogginess and not able to get clarity. Mm. Frustration because you're used to seeing yourself perform in a certain way and yet mm. you can't seem to get the wheels turning the way they used to. Mm. Um, you may have loved your job, your work, whatever whatever it is you're doing, and suddenly you're just not feeling that same joy, that mm. same connection to what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and that can be really frustrating. Um, does that give you a good picture it of, does, kind of what that it looks does. like? Yeah. I guess it brings up the next question, which is why is it so hard to stop it or recognize it? I mean, obviously, you know, if it's got some of those similar symptoms to depression, depression sort of comes along with the same sort of territory, yeah. right? Where yeah. people, uh, you know, they will go for years denying basically sure. that they're in this state. But what is it that makes it so hard to, for us to, to to just stop and go, hey, that's what I'm dealing with? Yeah. I think we're not trained mm. to take a look at ourselves and to be caring for ourselves first. Mm. I think that we have a lot of responsibilities in our lives. We're, you know, we're high performers. Some of, we own our own businesses. We're out there in the world. We're caring for family. We have responsibilities and obligations and things that we love to do that we don't want to put the brakes on for or feel we can't put the brakes right. on for. Mm-hmm. And so we are, as a society, we're just not trained to have feelings and emotions about things <laughs> and recognize that when sadness hits, when upset hits, that it's okay for us to say something's not right here mm. because it looks weak. It may, we are afraid we may send the wrong message to people about who we are and how much we can handle. If you're a business owner, you're concerned that if you were to acknowledge that you may be experiencing burnout or you're approaching that, that it might make your customers a little shaky about, you know, doing business with you. Mm -hmm. So it's about being concerned about others' perception, but also our own perception of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Does this mean I can't handle it? Yeah. Does this mean that I, you know, I'm not up, I'm not up to the task? Like Mm -hmm. I thought I was so tough and I could do and I'm perform and produce. And here I am, like, I don't want to, I don't want to get out of bed today. I'm really not connected to what I'm doing. I can't find the motivation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to warn you. I'm going to get a little crazy here. Okay. What's love got to do? <laughs> got to do? I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I had, that's I had okay. to throw it in that's there. Okay. Right? But no, so so you and I talked about it a little bit. But what does what does love have to do with this? Yeah. yeah. So there, there are a few things. I kind of have this formula for recognizing, helping yourself recognize and see the signs of burnout. And it's Mm. the ABC plus love. And it's um, awareness. So training your mind to be aware of what's happening, recognizing that something isn't working and acknowledging it. Mm. It's boundaries for the B, learning to set boundaries. It's not just about saying no. It's about um, artfully and intentionally saying yes to things that are going to nourish you and support you. C is care. 
self, good old self-care. You cannot go wrong with self-care. And then love. Mm. Um, we are also not trained to, to love work. Some, a lot of us come to loving our work after we've had a career of a certain you know, length. And then we realize, wait, I, I want to love what I do. I want to do something that I love. Put, having love around what you do every day um, is the thing that keeps you connected to it. And it's not just about loving what you do. It's about intentionally putting love in to what you do, mm. how you show up, how you perceive it, even the obligations around it. It's, there's a mindset here, right? There's a, there's a mindset here. Sometimes it's hard to love things. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to love people. Yeah. And we're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so we have to get reconnected to why we show up to things in the first place and ask yourself, how can I put love into this thing mm. that I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Now, that might seem like a tall order when you are physically fatigued. And mm-hmm. I get that. And that's why this is a process, building awareness, understanding what's going on with your physical body, your emotional health, ha- the feelings that you actually have. Mm-hmm. What is the feeling? Name the feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk mm-hmm. about the feeling. Acknowledge it. Figure out what's getting in your way, what's stopping you from setting those boundaries, taking action to take care of yourself. And then the love can come along with that where you can have a clearer state of mind to say, where can I put love into the things I do mm-hmm. and intentionally create that versus just hoping you find something you love? Yeah. I think there's also this uh, misconception. I know, you know, my brother-in-law, he's like, he's like, you were never meant to love work. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's just not a thing. Yeah. You know, you don't love work. Yeah. You know, everybody hates work. You know, it's what you have to do. Who do you think you are <laughs> loving your job? <laughs> So what do you, I mean, is there a suggestion for somebody who really just doesn't love what they're doing mm-hmm. and has no, no, feels like they have no way? I mean, I think you sort of alluded to it a little bit, right? I think there are things that you can do to help yourself along that route. But what do you do if you really absolutely hate what you're doing? Well, I mean, if you really hate what you're doing, then I think it's, it asks a bigger question. Why are you doing what you're mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. And what are those reasons? Maybe their responsibility, obligation, fear, it's mm. circumstantial. It's situational. I mean, burnout is a circumstantial, situational thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what is the reason that you are doing the thing that you're doing? Mm-hmm. And also, what is it that you hate about it so much? Mm. That's also a level of self-awareness. I don't like this because because I'm not able to use my creativity here. I don't have enough connection with people. I'm a good relationship builder, but I'm behind a screen all day. Like, what are the reasons that you're not connecting with what you're actually doing? Because ultimately, Nancy, you've made a choice to be there. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes even not making a choice, not sometimes actually, not making a choice is just as much as making a choice. Yeah. And we're very good at rationalizing and creating very logical reasons about why we're here and why we're doing things. Well, I have to. If I don't do it, no one else is going to. Mm-hmm. Or I have children and I have to pay the mortgage. And all of these things are real. Yeah. It's not that they're not real. But we use the stories to rationalize doing things sometimes that aren't good for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's interrupting that behavior and getting very curious with a, like a magnifying glass and looking at yourself and going, why am I doing this? If I hate this so much and I can't find an ounce of, an ounce of love in any of this, what am I doing here? Yeah. Yeah. And then that then will set off a whole new chain reaction of like, okay, well, what can I do about this? You mm-hmm. know, what do I actually love? And so... I think it's really, it's not forcing yourself to love something. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't recommend that at all. <laughs> but it's about if you, you got to identify how you actually feel about something mm. and be honest about it. Yeah, yeah. Some, and that takes courage. Yeah, I, uh, I, I had gone to see my physician, 
and I was I was having some anxiety attacks. She goes, you know, I've been seeing you for a while now. Do do you even like what you do for a living? <laughs> it's a great question. I never really asked. You know, probably a little and, shocking. <laughs> so I, was, I was like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, of course I do. But I left the office going, I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. sometimes it takes that that little bit of that little bit of wake up call, right? Yeah. And if you can ask it of yourself, maybe that maybe that fixes it. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. it could be all somebody needs to trigger mm-hmm. you to mm-hmm. move on, and it may just be the first step. Yeah. And you helping yourself, yes. which is either one is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what are some things that you can you, you started to talk about a few, but what are some of the things that you can do to help yourself prevent, manage or get out of burnout once yeah. you're there? Yeah. The first step is obviously awareness. And we've talked about this a little bit already. Mm-hmm. Understanding that you're having emotions, you're having feelings about things, naming them, mm. naming them, giving them a name and acknowledging that they exist because then your body and your mind can start to process what you're actually feeling. Mm. We mm-hmm. are really we can be really out of touch with our emotions. Again, we're not trained to do deal with emotions you're not it's about working hard and detaching from your emotions and we're a whole person we have feelings all day we're allowed to process them some are great some feel like crap and everything in between and so acknowledging those feelings as they come up is one way to self-regulate so that they can process and then be done you can be done with them versus holding on to them or suppressing them yeah so that's the first one the second one is um looking at your boundaries Mm mm-hmm where are you saying, what are you saying yes to that you don't need to? Mm-hmm. And why? Yeah. And what are the thoughts that you're telling yourself? Name the thoughts that you tell yourself when you have something put in front of you that you feel obligated to say yes to. Mm. What are you telling yourself? If I don't do this, then this happens. Yeah. If I don't do this, then this means. And also saying yes with, with courage mm-hmm. because you think it's something that's going to support you and replenish you and nourish you. Yeah, I think along those lines, you know, I think when you're drawing boundaries, yeah. sometimes uh, we convince ourselves that people are not going to accept us saying no about something. Uh, and, you know, the fact is, is that it really a lot of times it depends on how you say it. Um, and most people are going to be very understanding if that is what your answer is, you know, especially if it's no, not at this time. I think you and I have talked about this yeah. before, um, you know, where. It, it's it's all in the in the delivery, yeah. I guess, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. it can be. Um, I think that that definitely helps. And most people are understanding. Yeah. And sometimes when we draw boundaries, it makes people upset. Mm-hmm. And so when we do for ourselves, when we're a yes for ourselves, we have to be a no for other things. Mm-hmm. And if it upsets things, if it rocks the boat, then we have to be on our own side about that and learn to stand in that and be have a little bit of resilience and a little bit of a filter around it's not about me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I know that it's not convenient that this is not about me they're upset because of whatever it is yeah you know that's part of a relationship you're going to have work relationships or you know whether it's work relationships or personal there are going to be times when you make choices that don't work for someone yeah and they're going to be upset for one reason or another but setting boundaries if we're not taking care of ourselves first and we're not a, I like to use the gauge of you're either a hell yes or a hell no. <laughs> there is no hell maybe, right? So if you're not a hell yes, then you're a hell no. Mm. And that's where you need to say a powerful no. No, I've read this many times. It's a complete sentence. It's okay if someone gets up, gets upset because you're honoring yourself. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that those boundaries are, boundaries are 
one of the hardest things to do, yet one of the easiest ways to start to um, uh, slow the, the potential of burnout creeping mm. in because mm-hmm. you are limiting the number of things that you are getting involved in. Yeah. And yeah. oftentimes we take on, we take, because we take on too much or we feel we have to take on too much, mm-hmm. that you're just, you're just saturating, saturating, saturating yourself and your brain and all the, you know, all the producing and all the things you're taking care of. That's, you're burning yourself out. You're burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, this goes back to hire out your weaknesses, right? Yeah. Um, do not think that because you're the business owner, you have to do it all. Uh, yeah. You know, we get into that and we're like, but I'm it. Well, are you? <laughs> there's tools and there's technology. Mm-hmm. Hire out. Yeah. You know, get get a make a, a create a budget for a virtual assistant if mm-hmm. scheduling and is a problem for you. Mm-hmm. Um, set up. Use the There's simple tools out there. Calendly and all kinds of automations and yeah. things. Figure out what you can afford and what it's worth to you mm-hmm. to hire out sometimes. Yeah. And listen to my show because I've got some great Tons. people on yeah. here that uh, <laughs> they do all those things for people. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. So how do you actually make time for yourself to combat uh, burnout? Because I think that's the other thing, right? We tell ourselves we just don't have the time for mm-hmm. this. It's another rationalization. Yeah. We do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, there's only one simple answer here. You make mm-hmm. the time. Mm. See, the thing is, is you have to ask yourself, and this is something I do, how worth it is it to me for me to feel a certain way about myself, my day, Mm. my life, my job? I stick with feeling. Feeling for me is the thing that's going to get me to be a hell yes or a hell no about something. Mm. I can intellectualize all day and make a choice with pros and cons and payoffs and costs and all the logical things. But at the heart of it, if I don't feel excited about something or feel good about something, mm-hmm. that it's the feeling I'm looking for. Mm. We are driven by feeling, even though we try so hard not to, not to you know, pay attention to them. And so h- how will you feel if you don't carve out time? Mm. What will that feel like? Versus if I gave myself 15 minutes every morning to sit quietly. You don't have to meditate with quotes. You don't have to, you know, whatever it is. You, I like to journal. I don't do it every morning. Sometimes I do it at night. But 15 minutes a day to just sit. Yeah. To sit outside if you live in a nice part of the country. To, you know, put on some nice music and just pet your dog. Mm-hmm. It, these are small things and they make a big difference. Yeah. So it's there's no secret to carving out time. There is a just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> We have a friend, uh, our shared friend, uh, who now bird watches, yes. and uh, she she did that on your recommendation, actually. And it's funny because she was one of those people that never had time for anything yeah. else, yeah. you know. Uh, but she carved it out and and put it in there, and it was life changing for her. Yeah, you know. You know, I didn't actually suggest the bird watching. She came up with that on her own, mm-hmm. which I love. Mm-hmm. What I suggested was sit down, just mm-hmm. sit for a little while. So she went and got herself a very comfy chair, yeah. like. It, like one of those big oversized chairs that you can just sink into and put it in her office and it stares out the window and she, suddenly she realized she's watching the bird. Right. <laughs> and it's the best part of her day. So great. Yeah. So great. Yeah. I love it. Um, so here's an interesting one. You know, so should people be talking about burnout with others when they realize this is where they're at? Do You know, you, you mentioned it earlier, yeah. right? Is It's that... 
you know, I don't want my my uh, you know my clients to know that sure. I'm experiencing burnout. That's not what I don't want to hear it from the people that work for me necessarily. Right. Either, right. right. Yeah, it can be tough. Well, mm-hmm. from the perspective of clients and as mm-hmm. a business owner, of course, there's a there's a presence that you want to maintain. There's a level of trust that you want to maintain. You want to make sure that they feel that they are taken care of at all times. Sure. You do not have to share it with your clients. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend there is some place that you have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Because if you if we hold it, we know when we hold emotions in, they bottle up and then they get released at very inopportune moments. Mm. Or we have a total meltdown. Mm. Or there is one day where it's just we're done. We've hit a wall. Yeah. Yeah. And that is like the extreme case of not noticing and acknowledging and working to regulate and, and take care of the emotional side of you. So, yes, talking about it helps your body physiologically process emotion. Because it's mm-hmm. all emotion is. It's, it's physiological response. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. make it more because we love to add meaning to things. And mm-hmm. so then it becomes a feeling. And then we hold on to it for however long. It's, we're brilliant at that. <laughs> but the emotion itself can come and go pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And if talking, talking is literally letting energy out and it's being done through your mouth. Oh, interesting. And so yeah. it's letting that out. And mm-hmm. with someone you trust, it could be one person. It could be your therapist. It could be a, co- it could be a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, it, could, it could be a dear friend. You could talk out loud into a recorder. You could journal. Mm. But getting it out mm-hmm. and not hiding it. Yeah. Is the key to processing. Yes. Your body Mm -hmm. has to process. Your mind has to process. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. to whom it's appropriate, yes, talk about it. Yeah. 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 All right. So if somebody thinks that they're already in burnout mode and they think they're or they think that they're on their way there, Mm -hmm. where should they go for help? Where should they start? Yeah. So as I mentioned before, some some symptoms of burnout can mirror or mimic depression and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So it is. It is a worthwhile question to say, okay, what, what is this? Is this situational, which is usually circumstantial situational, which is usually the burnout side? Mm-hmm. Or is this something that's a little deeper that needs uh, more deeper resolution, which I would say tends toward the, the side of potentially this could be depression mm-hmm. to some mm-hmm. degree. Um, so first you have to kind of ask yourself that question. And if you don't know, you need to talk to somebody. You can speak to a, a doctor. If you already see a therapist, you can speak to a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um a coach is a great person to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with some clients in burnout, and we do great work together. Mm. You know, so it's there are there are several places you can go. Some people have um, uh, communities that they you know group things that they participate yeah. in. That's a great place to go. Mm-hmm. I would say you can't go wrong with just trying something. Yeah, but seek out seek out something that you you know that there's a level of expertise mm-hmm. and understanding in who in what they do so that they can support you if that is in fact what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Anything else you want to add before we uh before we close off today? I think um my my biggest message and hope is that people just give themselves a break. Yeah. A break even if you not like take a break so that you don't get into burnout. But like if you're in that place, if you're approaching that place, if you're in it, cut yourself some slack. Mm. There's a reason you're there mm-hmm. and it's probably worth attending to. And it's probably worth you you turning on a little bit of kindness, putting some love into yourself and saying, okay, what do I need right now? Yeah. Because this isn't working. Or I can tell if this goes on long, I'm going to have a problem. Yeah. And, and giving yourself the space 
and a little bit of like, I call it pulling the emotional break, mm-hmm. the emotional, you know, like a car break on yourself so that you can allow time to say, okay, everything okay here? Just doing a check-in. Am I all right? How am I feeling? Just give yourself a break. Yeah. We need to just give ourselves a break for all that we've endured. Yeah. And continue to do, to especially business owners. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, being like scrappy and figuring out new business models and new customers, new way to serve them. I mean, come on, <laughs> let's just let's just be nice to ourselves. <laughs> I know we're so much nicer to the rest of the world. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, totally agree. Thank you, Zovig. Absolutely, thank you so much, Nancy. Yeah, and before we take off today, I want to make sure that all of our people have our digital marketing tip of the day. So lately, I've been helping a lot of small businesses get found on the internet locally. The biggest tool that we use, this happens to be local search engine optimization or SEO. And as I've been helping these companies, I've realized that there is a misconception that somehow you can just fix the problems that are out there, get listed with a few keywords, and that's all it takes. Bob's your uncle, you're up and running, and now you can be on your merry way. And while I agree that doing local SEO can create a very merry way for businesses indeed, once you start doing SEO and you've gotten to where you want to get on search engines, do not stop your efforts. You will slide back. Many times this will be like a 30% drop within the first few months. Things are constantly changing across the Internet. The keywords that work for you one day may not work as well the next month. Not to mention a huge thing for Google is looking to see if you're improving key pages publishing new content. Why? Because Google isn't looking to send people to outdated content or places where they're not upkeeping their web presence. So you will lose ground. But the good news is, is if if you continue on your SEO adventures, you will also see this pay off with new clients. So please make sure to follow us, subscribe, and like us wherever you get your podcast. You can find this episode and previous shows along with contact information for all our guests and for me on our website at digitalconnections.us. And that includes my guest today, Zovig Garbushian. You can find her at boldnessablazecoaching.com. And have a great week and tune in next time for another amazing digital connection for your business. 